Hi, Keith here from Beat the Casino. One of the requests we get, um, not only from me, but from Kevin and some of the other players uh, from Beat the Casino is, is just the basics. And like, if you're totally new to the game, uh, you know, how do you start to understand it? So uh, it can be daunting walking up to a table, even at stadium. So I thought I'd go over, uh, start at the beginning, you know, uh, you know, how's the, how the game is played. It's, it's a, pretty close to 50-50 game. We'll say it's a 50-50 game. It's a coin flip, you know. By the way, which is the hardest game to beat. But <laughs> um, but that that aside, uh, the, the rules of the game can be confusing. It's just a card game. Um, and it's a card game where you sum up the total of the hands. And the highest one wins that's closest to nine uh, is basically uh, uh, kind of the highest level of rules. So... Um, it also starts with two sides. It has a player side and a banker side, which have absolutely nothing to do. Uh, when you walk up to a table, I'm going to get the rules out of the way. When you walk up to a table, uh, you usually see uh, there'll be four cards uh, on the table like this, usually. And they refer to the one that's uh, to the right of the dealer as the player's hand and to the left of the dealer uh, on the dealer's left side is the banker's hand. has nothing to do with the players who are on the other side of the table or anybody in the casino. And this doesn't have to do with the casino itself. Um, it's just the names of the hands. Where they came about originally, I'm not really sure. But um, that's the first thing to recognize, that it's just a way to identify uh, which hand. And all you can do uh, at its core level is bet on either the banker or the player's side. And that that is... Uh, the most basic bet. And we'll get into the other, everything you see on that toad board that sometimes can be daunting. But I wanted to start with just this first uh, and explain the rules to you and uh, why you don't have to make any decisions except how much to bet. The unique thing about Bakra is the only person you're playing against is yourself. Uh, if you pick the right one that wins, you win. If you pick the wrong side, you lose. But I'll go through all the other um, uh things on the scoreboard that may be confusing uh, and try to explain them to you and, and the statistics that we look at so that you can understand uh, how to make the, the, the 10 best bets in Baccarat or the 20 that we're actually going to actually look at here uh, in this series. Okay. So the first thing uh, to, to realize is how do you keep score in Baccarat? How do you sum the cards? Well, the easiest thing to do is add the two cards together. Nine and seven is 16. Okay. And then just drop the first column, uh, which is the one. So this is a total of six. Okay. This is two and eight. That's 10, which is a total of zero. Okay. Now this, if I put another card on this, now this went up to 16. Okay. So it's six. Okay. So you can think of it, a lot of folks add them together and drop the first column. 10, 16, drop the first column. Six to six. This is a tie. Um, some folks will, will actually just say that 10 equals zero and then figure it that way. Whatever works for you. But that's how you sum everything up to get the score. Let's just do a couple more scores without any uh, relationship to the, to the, uh, to the hit rules. Um, the player will always be to the right of the dealer. Okay. And the banker will be to the left. Okay. This is zero. This is a nine. Now, in this situation, nobody would hit, so I'll just let that go for the purists, okay? Now, you may walk up to a table uh, where the players actually get the cards, 
Okay, all they're doing is they're passing these cards to the player to turn them over themselves. And at a higher stakes game, that's kind of uh, kind of the uh, uh, the way traditionally it was played. They'd let the player turn the cards over, but usually now at stadium and some of the smaller stakes games, they just deal the cards themselves because it is quicker. Uh, but you can actually touch the cards uh, if they hand them to you, which I'm sure you recognize that. So the first card always goes to player. Second card always goes to the banker. And again, here we have 13 on the player, or this is actually just a three. And this is a three also. So 13 to 13, three to three is a score. Tie so far. Now the hit rules would say hit. So that stayed at 13 or three. Okay, so it's actually three. So the player's score is three. This is three. It has to increase to beat it or it's a tie, or it actually can reduce as it did in this case. Hit it with a nine, okay? Nine and nine and 18 and four is 22. Drop the first column. So this is two to three. So in this case, the player won, okay? Again, just add the cards all up, drop the first column, and that's the score. Or tens count zero, as in this case. Let's do one more. I think it'll be pretty clear then. Um, so the player gets the first card, five to two. On top of that, five. We're going to add a three. So that's a total of eight. That's pretty good. Oh, if I can get this next card sticking. And nine, however, nine. Okay. So this is an eight and this is a nine. Okay. So the nine is higher than eight. So the nine wins. Nine over eight. And that's the highest hand you can have. Obviously, if you go to 10, you drop the first column at zero. Uh, maybe we got to do one more since that came up. Okay. So here we have a one up to four or 14 four, or rather four okay and again this is four so we'll put a card on this okay now that's 11 so that reduced down to one so this went to four a hand of four down to one okay zero and 11 is 11 zero and 11 is 11 drop the first column is a one this is a four up to seven okay so seven to one, the banker side wins. Remember, the player's side is always over here. The banker side is always to, to the dealer's left, okay, facing you. Okay. All right. Okay, if they're playing, if they're playing in, uh, at, a, at a table, what will happen is they'll, they'll deal the cards and they'll hand them to the player. Sometimes the dealer turns them over. But if you set at a table, sometimes they'll hand you the cards to turn them over. And you see a lot of folks uh, doing that. Uh, all you have to do is turn them over. Some folks like turn them over slow. Some folks like turn them over fast. But they'll always tell you what to do. First thing is that the first two cards on any uh, any side, banker or player, is an eight or nine. The game is over. Uh, and, of course, obviously the highest score wins. Um, if it's a natural, that usually wins. If it's an eight or nine, that will usually win unless, obviously, uh, a nine beats an eight. So if there's a nine on player and an, and an eight on banker, then in fact, uh, you know, the one with nine one. But if it's not, it can be nine to zero, nine to two, nine to three. And, you know, if we look at that, uh, you'll see it obviously like this. Uh, there's an eight and there's a one. Uh, if this is a 10, as soon as that 10 is drawn, uh, the game is over no matter what happens on on over here it could be a tie it could be a nine and, and actually 
uh, the banker side would win. But anytime there's any two cards that add up to eight or nine, uh, the game is over. Like this here, the banker would have a nine. Okay, get the idea? Pretty simple, okay? Now, there's also what's called hit rules to determine if uh, either the banker or the player draws three cards. And you'll see these uh, sheets quite a bit. Um, you know, draws when when giving, okay? And when giving means when you, when you draw the third card, okay? So having a, a three, a four, this is the hand that they have, okay? Uh, having, okay? So let's talk about the player first, okay? Okay, having a one, a two, a three, a four, a five, okay? Or a 10, or a 10 is zero, really. So if the player has zero, through no uh, through five okay he's always going to hit so any combination of those cards uh, let's see if we can uh, get something here so here's here's the player's hand and let's say here's the banker's hand so this is a one okay so the player is going to hit okay so he improved his hand as you know now up to eight okay okay now there are certain hands that the banker will hit on, okay? So it's generally the same as the player, okay? Uh, generally, and I, I do mean generally, <laughs> okay? Um, he can draw a card. He always draws a card if this total right here is one or two. So if it's zero, I'm sorry, zero, one, or two, the banker, no matter what happens when the player hits or if the player stands, the banker is always do a card, in this case, eight, and he reduced to zero. Okay, so the player hits always, if it's zero through five, the banker always hits if it's zero, one, or two. Okay, so those, you can you can remember that, or you can, uh, after you play a while, you'll, you'll kind of get used to that. They're, they're pretty easy rules, uh, and you can see that here, okay. Now, the, the ones that are real easy to remember, uh, probably on the player side, the player always stands with six or seven. So zero, one, two, three, four, or five, okay? He's going to draw a card, okay? All right? If it's six or seven, the player never hits. So the only cards that, that are going to be drawn on the player side is if it's zero, one, two, three, four, five, and the banker has something else. So now we look at the banker. Let's say, for instance, the player. Uh, let's see here. Let's let's make this. Uh, oh, we don't want to make it a natural. <laughs> okay. So the, the player has six. And he's going to stand, and the banker has a five. Okay. So the player doesn't have zero, one, two, three, four, five. He has a six or a seven. In this case, a six. So he's not doing another card. The player has a five. Okay. Or the, forgive me, the banker has a five. So the banker's draw card is usually determined by the player's third card uh, or their total are the first two considerations. Okay, If the player stands with a, a, a six, six or seven, in this case, here's a six, if the banker has, pardon me, five or less, the banker's going to hit. That's usually the easiest way to remember that. So if the player uh, has a six or seven, 
and the banker has anything less than five, five or less, he'll hit. If the player, let's say, for instance, has two, and the banker has less than five, okay, let's go zero here in this case, okay? Uh, anytime, no matter what the player draws, the banker's going to hit. As the banker's hand increases, okay, it's determined by the player's third card. Okay, so what I'm looking for here is if the player would have a, uh, a total of one, or the banker, forgive me. The banker would have a total of one. No matter what the player has or what the player, well, aside from the fact if it's a natural, then the game is over. No matter what the third card is on player, he's going to hit with a one. So he'd be due a card here. If the banker has a two, a total of two, no matter what the player's third card is, the, the banker would hit. So he would take another card here to finish the game. Okay, so the one that may get by every once in a while, a lot of folks call it the 38 special. If the banker has three and the player has to hit, if the third card is an eight, the banker isn't due another card. So that's and that's the only one that you have to remember. Uh, some that's a little bit hard to, to, to remember sometimes, but they call it a thirty-eighth special. Uh, so here the banker has three, the bank and the player has two, and the player has to hit is due a card has less than uh, than five. Okay, five or below. So no matter what the total is here, if he hits this third card with an eight and the banker has three, the game is over. Even if this was, uh, let's, if, even if it was this, players do a card, and, and the third card for, for the player is an eight. If the banker has a three, then the game is over. So that's kind of one of the exceptions. When the banker has three, and the player's third card is an eight, if he has to hit, the game is over. Okay, so the next thing is, what if the banker has four? Okay, let's find four here. And we'll say the player here has three. Okay, so the player has less than six, so he's going to, going to have to hit. The rule to remember is four. If the, if, if, the, if the player hits this third card with a two, three, four, five, or six or seven, then the banker will actually uh, need to get a third card, okay? So if the, if the player does this, let's see if I can find a card, okay? Two through seven. So if he hits this with a two, then the player has to draw, or the banker has to draw a card. If the player is like this, this goes up to six, then the banker has to get another card, okay? Any card, two through seven, and the banker hits, okay? If they do this, the game is over. Okay. Third card is a 10, an ace, an eight, or a nine. So two through seven, the bankers do another card. Ace, 10 or zero, however you think of it, nine or eight, the game is over. You can see that that 
that's a, a little bit of an advantage uh, for the uh, for the for the banker. Then, obviously, here if you put the nine on it, uh, it's going to re uh, reduce it down to two, and the game is over. He doesn't have to hit. Same with an eight. You put an eight on it, the game is over, and the banker wins and doesn't have to hit. That's why you'll hear everyone yell monkey uh, when they when they see this situation. If they have to bet on banker. If they put a 10 on it, or a monkey, as they say, uh, then the game is over and the banker wins. Okay, just remember, two through seven, when the banker has four, if the player has to hit with two through seven, the game is over. Okay, now five is pretty easy to remember. Instead of two through seven, it's four through seven. So if, if, the, uh, if, the, if the banker has five, let me find a five. There we go. Five. And the player has to draw. If he draws any card, four through seven, then the banker has to hit. So if they put a six on this, then the banker has to hit. In that case, they would have tied. Okay. Same thing, though. If they do this, the game's over. Now, there's a couple more cards that stop the hit, so to speak, on the banker. An ace, a two, a three, an 8, a 9, or a 10, okay? So just a couple more cards stop the hit. An ace stops the hit. A deuce stops the hit, which didn't stop it on a 4. And a 3 stops the hit, which didn't stop it on a 4 also. So they added two cards to the hit rules here. So if, if we're here and this happens, the game's over. If this was a 4, there would be another hit on, on the banker side, Okay? Okay, and one more scenario, which uh, doesn't happen that often, but does happen sometimes can be kind of crazy. Uh, when the banker has um, six, okay, and draws when the player is given a six or seven. So let's say, for instance, this happens. There's a seven on the player. Now it reduces them to zero. Banker didn't win yet. They still are do a card here on the banker, and it made it up to seven. Sometimes, you know, it'll it'll you know that's this third card on the player can be uh, quite quite scary if you made a larger bet on banker and it reduces this. But then you still gotta go ahead and hit the banker, so it isn't a sure thing. So the banker has six. If the player's third card is six or seven, uh, you gotta hit it. And that, that's pretty much it. Um, so it, it's best to look at the hit cards of, of the player to determine if the banker hits, and then also the score. Just remember the exception. Let me pull, pull this out here for you. Uh, get rid of these cards and, and just talk through it one more time. Um, the player always draws a card, one, two, three, four, five, or zero. I don't really know why they say 10. It's easier for zero for them to remember for me. Uh, anything six or above, the player doesn't hit. Okay. So anything below uh, six, uh, five or below, uh, the, the, the player's going to draw a card, okay? Uh, just a couple exceptions for banker. If they have a three and the player draws an eight as the third card, the game's over. If the banker has four and the player draws a two, a three, a four, a five, a six, or a seven, they have to hit, hit the banker again. If they draw an ace, 
an eight, a nine, or a ten, the game is over. So you got to look at the third card of the player to determine what the banker, if the banker hits or not. So two through seven, that's how I'll remember that. I go, if it's a four on banker, if the player has to hit with a two, and does hit with a two through seven, then we hit the banker again. With five, it just gets a little bit tighter, four through seven. The ace, or the uh, two and three stop the hit uh, if the third card is on player. And there's only one, uh, two exceptions. When the banker has six, very rarely hits. But when the banker has six and the third card for player is a six or seven, then they got to hit hit the banker. Of course, seven stands. Eight and nine is a natural. Some people get confused when they're learning this rule. If it's six to six, that's not the third card on player. That's just a tie. The third hit card has to be a six or seven. Okay. So don't get confused there. Uh, three is just kind of the exception. The banker has three. The only thing you got to watch out for is if they have to hit the player and they hit it with an eight, the game is over. So if you remember these two, four, they hit the banker, two through seven, five, they hit the banker, four through seven. You pretty much got 90% of the rules. Player always stands with six through nine, hits anything less, five or less. And, you know, you have the two outliers, the three and the six uh, total scores on banker. Uh, there's only one hit available on the banker if he has a three, and that's if the player hits with a mate. And uh, on a six on banker, there's only two cards would cause another hit on banker. It would be a six or seven uh, as the third card of the player. Again, not the total on player, but the third hit card. Okay, that's pretty much it. hope that clarifies. If you have any questions, write it below. So these things are important. These are the basics you need to understand. Uh, now we can kind of, now that you understand um, the hit rules. I'm going to show you next about the scorecard, how not to be intimidated with that when you walk up and see that big scoreboard up there. And then we'll get into the uh, the actual best 20 best bets in Baccarat here for this series uh, for beginners. All right. Okay, so the first thing we want to uh, concern ourselves with is what's called the big road. And you, you'll see this. Uh, you can see it here. It's, it, I have it circled there or outlined in red. And that's the one we'll be concerned with first. And it's the only one you'll need uh, to start with as a, uh, I don't want to say beginner, but as a new Baccarat player uh, to concern yourself with. The other ones are just variations of the same uh, information, just looked at uh, in a different fashion. So we're going to go ahead and talk about what's called the big road. And the big road is just simply a uh, tally of what won. Uh, this is the uh, horizontal format of keeping score. Blue is a player one and red is a banker one. Um, the yellow slash uh, is a tie. Uh, you can see where the ties came in. And uh, if there's a number through the slash, that means uh, there were multiple ties in a row. Uh, so the first hand there in column one is the player won the first hand. In the second column, then it went over to banker, won three more. And then it went back to player for two. And then it went back to banker for one. And then it looks like, a, let's see, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven times in a row, then player won. Then two times in a row, banker won. So it's just a tally of, of what won. Now, 
A lot of folks like to look at it in this horizontal format. Let me show you the vertical way. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit clearer and it's not as confusing. Uh, some folks like to uh, run a scorecard vertical. Okay, so if you look at the side-by-side -side comparison of these two scorecards, all you're doing is keeping track of what won, either the banker side or the player side, just like when you flip a coin, if you would keep track of heads or tails, there's no difference. Uh, on the uh, vertical scorecard, there's two columns. One is P for obviously player and the other for banker for the B. Uh, I've ignored ties because uh, for the 20 best bets, we're not really going to be too concerned with ties. Uh, and the statistic isn't that valuable. Uh, initially, it is as you uh, become a more advanced player. But uh, looking at this, you'll see that the first hand was won by player. The next three hands were won by banker. The next two by player. And the next one by banker, followed by that long run of player in a row, etc., etc. So some folks, again, like to do it... Uh, Vertically, I think it's a little bit easier. It's not as confusing and convoluted. And uh, you'll be able to spot trends uh, probably a little bit easier, especially with respect to one of the first ways to look at a Baccarat game or one of the first best bets is a strong side. It's usually really easy to see on a vertical scorecard. Uh, same with horizontal. It's a matter, I guess, I probably should say of personal preference. Now understand the difference when you're playing Baccarat. You can sit down with a pen and pencil. As a matter of fact, they'll give you one at the table. Uh, and you can sit there and document all you want with pen and pencil and keep track of pretty much any statistic uh, that you want. But uh, this is going to give you uh, kind of the, the first uh, – th this video is trying to serve as someone who's maybe just walked up to a table and looked at a Baccarat game. Uh, didn't understand what was going on. Uh, so now hopefully you got a, you got your head around what's going on at a Baccarat table. It's, it's pretty simple stuff. Uh, you can look at the statistics, and that's what we're going to look at. And now in this series, we're going to go ahead and teach you the 20 best bets in Baccarat. And I hope you find it interesting. And uh, better yet, uh, whatever table game you decide to play, uh, if it's stadium Baccarat or go up to a table, Hopefully this will turn you uh, into a winner and turn your game around. Uh, please subscribe to the channel and please keep an eye out for the upcoming series. We'll have the 20 best bets in Baccarat right here. Uh, and if you're real serious about playing, you know, consider joining the Players uh, Club, the Professional Players Club at BeatTheCasino.com. You can't, won't find a better group of people anywhere and some of the best players in the world are members. Uh, you can join us too. Okay, this is Keith from Beat the Casino. Uh, this is the first video in this series. Hope you enjoyed it. And watch out for the first one of the best bets in Baccarat. The first one will be how to find a strong side. Coming up next. Thank you.